How are we doing, Dodger fans? Well, behind Julio Urias, the Dodgers were able to salvage a 500 week and launch themselves into first place. We'll talk about how they got there and if they can stay all tonight on Dodgers Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Had to come into a little G&R with them infiltrating the ravine this week. And, Josh, you went and saw them. I did. Saw them Friday night. They were great. Uh, first concert I ever went to was uh, Guns N' Roses and Metallica when I was about 12 years old. Oh, wow. At the Coliseum. <laughs> I love that. It was unbeknownst to my parents, by the way, for a number of years, because I was not <laughs> supposed to be there. <laughs> oh, man. Gang, thanks for tuning in for another edition of Dodges Rap 360. I'm Mike Conley. Uh, all this social media you may see down here it doesn't go to me. So don't send it. And don't be offended if not responded. But these guys are with me tonight. I got Hunter Marks in the house. Hi there. And Joshua Gershon. Hello. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you on? On the Twitter and social media likes for Twitter Hunter underscore Marks and Instagram Huntsman. I am at uh, Gersh thirteen G E R S H one three, and that's on both Instagram and Twitter. I love that. So hit these guys up uh, during the show on Twitter if you want to stir our discussion in a different direction. You can do that by hitting these guys up, and uh, we'll respond to you. Or hit us up in the comments box if you're watching us on YouTube and uh, things like that. Or listen to us on iTunes. Rate us. And pretty much all podcast platforms you can find us. Uh, but you got to like it. The Dodgers are in first place. Woo-hoo. Wow. Unbelievable. You, know, you wouldn't think, you know, the... Without Kershaw. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, this, the city of Philadelphia has never been accused of housing a fountain of youth, but I believe <laughs> there is one there, at least a personal one for uh, Chase Utley. Yeah, what, he hit three home runs in that series? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> three home runs in 11 games. His power surge has been unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Our leadoff hitter. Crazy. And a 38-year-old leadoff yeah. hitter, I believe, right? On 37. And the you silver-haired said, fox. You said I was crazy when I said he watched him lead off uh, for the year. <laughs> and he is. Yeah. And, you know, where would the Dodgers be without him is really a big question. He could be the team MVP to this point. Uh, but, yeah, so he was incredible. His first game back in Philadelphia as a member of an opposing team. Got his standing ovation. Standing yeah. ovation. I did a little video tribute to him before the game, you know. Standing ovation then. Then he gets a standing ovation at the plate. Then he hits a bomb, yeah. gets a curtain call. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, they were recounting, I think, on the post game where someone said to Stripling, uh, opposing guy getting a, uh, a curtain call, oh, you'll never see that again. And then Ali <laughs> hits the second bomb, and he goes, "You lied to me, man. I just saw it again. Who was it? I, th- I think it was one of the coaches, maybe Turner Ward or something like that. But uh, oh man, that was uh, that was good to see. I mean, if when they first signed that guy early, like signed, brought him back for like a two year deal, like a two year fourteen million dollar deal or something, I'm like, what is? What are we doing? Like, what did Todd do? We we already have a 32 year old second baseman. Now we're gonna have a 37 year old second baseman as well. It's like it was just depth. I mean, that's yeah. what Friedman did this whole offseason was acquire depth. Mm-hmm. People knocked him for it because they didn't make a big splash. You know, he just made all these quiet signings. I mean, even the Casimir deal is reasonable. With three years, $39 million, three years, $39 million. You know, even that deal is reasonable. It's like, that's what, and you know, the Maeda deal is amazing, actually. Amazing. <clears throat> so all he went out and just got depth, which 
since they set a record officially, I think, for number of guys on the DL, <laughs> uh, they needed it. <laughs> yeah. You know what also they got him for, which people don't really understand it? Veteran leadership in the clubhouse, which really goes a long way, especially with the young guys on the club. So to have someone who's been around the league, what, 14, 15 years already, and just knows the in and outs of being a baseball player every day. I wish Puig had listened to him a little bit more. He probably could have rubbed off a little bit with that. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, um, you bring up a good point, Hunter. And, you know, when you look at a treasured prospect that we have oh. in, well, he's no longer a prospect, but he's an MVP candidate, oh. and Mr. Corey Sega, for him to kind of come up, you know, it's a tough league to crack yeah. into <coughs> starting off. So to crack into it with a veteran as your double play partner and Chase Utley, it's just like been uh, speaking, you know, just leaps and bounds yeah. to, to say how got, fantastic and effective this guy has been for it, the Dodgers. And he's a fellow lefty, which I think helps Seager a lot too. Right. You know, fellow lefty hitter, you know, I think that helps too. You get that nice camaraderie there. Utley seems like a guy who's willing to teach. Teach. Yeah. You know, you can see some guys are, some guys aren't. You know, I mean, I remember for years, Jeff Kent, Barry Bonds, these were not guys who were teaching young guys. <laughs> Nor did you really want them teaching young guys either. <laughs> <laughs> you Jeez, know, <laughs> that's odd of you, Joshua, a uh, lifelong Dodger fan, to bring up two giants that uh, didn't do it right. Oh, yeah, of course. Kent well, didn't do it while he was on the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it, it's nice. It's nice to see Utley do that. I mean, I hope. Uh, I always like the Joe Torre. You know, let the old guy manage the team in the last game of the year if it didn't mean anything. Yeah, so I really do yeah. hope they let Utley do that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't think I was aware of that that method. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Torre's, uh, As long as the game didn't mean anything, Torre always let. Uh, you know, for like years. Joe Girardi manage a game? <laughs> Look at him now. <laughs> well, one of my favorite moments was uh, Roger Clemens coming to take David Wells out of a game. Uh, for the Yankees, you know, many years ago, which I thought was funny, because wow. you know Wells, Wells is kind of just laughing when Clemens came out of the bullpen, you know, <laughs> or came out of the dugout. I'm sorry, came out of the dugout. Oh man! Hey, now that you uh, brought up the Yankees, I just wanted to mention because you did, uh, they suck. But uh, <laughs> just uh, remembering that this is Dodgers uh, rap 360 for a second, we'll say uh, the Giants suck, and thank God they do since yes. the All Star break because. The Dodgers have been playing pretty well since Kershaw's been down, and they have been hitting the ball a lot better in the second half. But thank God the Giants plummeted because yeah. that's been able—they've been able to make up eight and a half games in what, like a month and a half? Yeah, which is considering how hot the Giants were there for a while. Oh, I mean, I—I I, I know we've talked about expecting them to kind of have a resurgence here, but they right now—I mean, knock on wood—we hope it continues. Right. They just can't seem to pull it together like today. Uh, Samarja pitched really well today. Yes. Couldn't score runs. Your favorite yeah. guy. Yeah. He had a no-hitter and going into the seventh, I yeah. believe. But then he did what he does and gave it two home runs. <laughs> Samarja did. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, he actually did pitch really well today. They couldn't score runs. Yeah. Then you get, you know, the other day, what, Cueto gets rocked. Bumgarner gets rocked. What, gave up like, I mean, I know it was like five earned, but like ten runs. You know, they just can't seem, they're not... They remind me of the Dodgers at the beginning of the year. Couldn't, can't really pull it together. Even the pitching's good, the hitting stinks. When the hitting's good, the pitching stinks. <laughs> that's a great point. And that, that's kind of like what this whole season has been about. And you almost, as a Dodger fan, get excited because perhaps this is a shift. And it's a little bit like, you know, one of Hunter's favorite movies, Face Off, where we're turning into the, Do- uh, the Giants. You know, the Dodgers turn into the Giants, a team that is resilient, yes. can overcome injuries, and still win with their horse on the shelf. And the, Do- the Giants become a little bit about like the Dodgers, a bullpen that will implode on a regular basis. And, you know, 
not timely hitting. Yeah. So and it's, it's like hopefully this is a power shift in the NL West. This could have happened at a better time with September around the corner, and like September call ups are gonna be happening soon. And like I'm loving it here. Half a game up on the Giants, and uh, let's keep it rocking. Yes, and 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 even though like we were talking briefly before the show about like. Friday's night. What I, did I tell you about talking before the show? <laughs> Save it for the show. That's right. <laughs> oh, but, and I'm bringing it up. So <laughs> all right, all right. But <laughs> well, the try other, and have the same zest as the original <laughs> conversation. Friday night, they still had what 11 hits and only scored the one run. So guys are still hitting. It's just a question of making sure they bring guys in. Yeah. But at least the, at least guys are still hitting. They're still getting hits. Sometimes you have games where it's timely. Sometimes you don't. But I like that they're actually hitting. It's not these games where it's five hits, one run. Right. You know, I'd rather see a game with the 11 hits. Okay, at least guys are getting hits. They're getting on base. It was the, the – for Dodger fan, for a number of years, you hated those four hits, one run. You know, five hits, one run, six hits, one run. You're just It's just – can't these guys just hit the ball? It seems – are they listening to Turner Ward? You brought up Turner Ward earlier. Sure did. I mean, you know, right now the team's raking. It's, it's nice to see because you haven't seen this in a long time. Everybody's hitting Grandal, Gonzalez, yeah. Turner, Seager. It's just like a plethora of home runs. Loving it. Two, two hitting. <laughs> Word of the day. Wow. <laughs> well, I brought that up too. Mostly, <laughs> mostly because uh, uh, if you've seen Three Amigos uh, as many times as I have, <laughs> it's a very funny scene in that movie. <laughs> um, but two, we got two Seager, twelve game hitting streak. Gonzalez, fourteen game hitting streak. That's right. Bats are starting to get going. Yeah. JT's starting to cool off a little bit, but it's good to see that these other guys are picking it up. Yes, yeah, so yeah. picking it up. And Agon's with that two home a day. Maybe he's getting a little bit of a power stroke going. Yeah, it's. You know? it's we go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, Grandall raised his average forty points. Yes. Howie Kendrick raised his average sixty, 60 points. points. Amazing. All of a sudden, quietly. I mean, because well, Grandall's hitting home runs, but Kendrick's not hitting home runs, but he's getting on base. Yeah. You know, and it's it's good to see. Grandal's got what, like twenty bombs, yeah, which ties him for like the lead league for a catcher. So I mean, he's definitely turned the corner. He's definitely been mashing since July first. Oh, and he was much maligned by me for most of this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> Deser- oh, yeah. deservedly so. By yeah. the way, that first half was ugly. And, yeah, he was know. hitting one eighty. <laughs> it makes me think that um, you know, in two thousand seventeen, after having uh, all star first half in 2015 and an all-star second half in 2016 knock wood it's not over yet maybe he can put it all together and just have a mammoth season in 2017 he's already a top five defensive catcher in major league baseball Ooh, that's bold that is bold i would say he's a top five defensive catcher he's a top five pitch framer i'll give him that (laughs) yeah i might maybe give him top 15. Oh. But, yeah, all right, well, we'll have to revisit this later. I'm going to come back with a bunch all of right. stats on this. <laughs> all right. I like that. I like that. Make me my words. Um, and another a guy that, and we were talking about, now that we're talking about kitchen, earlier we were talking about clubhouse kind of presence. A guy that I've never really been impressed with, but now that I've been following the Dodgers on a regular basis, is A.J. Ellis. And really, it's just the intangibles he brings, you know? And it's like, he always says the right thing in interviews. He always has, like, the right demeanor. So it's like, if you're a young guy and you're wondering, you know, what your pulse rate should be at or <laughs> where, what your attitude should be or what you should be saying, you can go, if Utley's busy, you can go right to A.J. Ellis yeah. and he can kind of give you that same veteran leadership. You hit, you hit it on the nose, and I see a future managerial career with this guy. He, he really speaks- With me? 
with you, I'm absolutely with you. But uh. specifically with AJ Ellis, you know, for for years. Listen, GMs. <laughs> you know, for years he was running the, for running the start, the rotation and that bullpen, and we've talked before how he's Kershaw's guy and how he probably owes him a lot for staying in Major League these last couple of years. But you hit it on the nose. The way he can connect with all guys, all parts of the field is he's got a future in this game as a manager. I think at some point. All right, all right. Yeah, I C- mean, catchers usually make good managers. That's true. I mean, that's true. Bochi, Dempsey, uh, for a while there. Oh yeah. Um, oh, we rattle them all up. Tory, <laughs> Mike, <Sorry>. Mike Sosha. <laughs> there you go, Mike Matheny. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's, AJ. There's, a, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. Um, oof, we should have led the, sh- led the show with this guy, um, uh, Julio Urias. I mean, ridiculous today. Best outing. Best, best outing today. I guess all it took was her. Uh, this is the maturity that comes with turning twenty. I guess. <laughs> he, you know, he's he's been like wine, just being <laughs> aging with with age. And, <laughs> and you know, he one of the things I was I was harping on him earlier in the year was that walk count. You know, you know, he's we know he's going to be a strikeout pitcher in this league. He'll get those seven to eight strikeouts. He had no walks today. Right, very, six strikeouts. Very what is it, ninety-seven pitches. Ninety-seven and, pitches. Yeah, th- had showed a nice little nifty pickoff move. Very efficient, and I think he even got a was it a bunt hit. Yeah, you got a no, you got a nice sack butt in there. Sack it was, yeah, it was a nice oh. sack butt in there today. Those Valenzuela uh, comparisons are really coming into play all of a sudden. Well, for today at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we we talked we touched on it last week. Uh, if because Kershaw was like that in his early career, right? Strikeout guy, but he'd go you know seven innings. Eight strikeouts, four walks, five walks, and it, that's when he got when he gave up runs. It was always because he walked guys. Mm-hmm. So once he cut out the walks, that's when Kershaw became Kershaw. So I mean, can Urias do that? Well, that's that's bold. Let's not say that. But if he cuts out those walks, I mean, him and Kershaw have almost similar career trajectories. I think this this is <laughs> this is what I'm so excited about is because he seems to be progressing at a faster rate than even Kershaw did. You know, and like with the no walks today, I think that puts him around a K to walk ratio of about three to one, which wow. is nothing to shake a stick at, you know. Uh, keep in mind yeah Kershaw is like fourteen to one, but that's like astronomical. <laughs> it's like the best season ever was yeah. like Phil Hughes a few years ago, like eleven to one or something, you know? So it's like to be three to one as a young kid who's had a trouble with walks, it's like and at okay, twenty. The turn in the corner at twenty. Ridiculous. And you know, what's really uh I was really impressed with and it seemed like he improved actually in game on this and was seeing it more because this has been trouble with him uh so far this year, has been his efficiency. Yeah. You know, because he gave him six strong today and he was under under 100 pitches and you know you know systematically in his other stats is he's been hitting that 100 pitch count in like the fifth inning oh yeah you know, early yeah, in the fifth yeah. and so to see him get through six great innings yeah, and six, stay under 100 six, huge. So, yeah it was it was huge day today was a i mean i know it's the reds but the reds actually had been hot coming into this game they, they took two a, or three from us yeah and and bombed us i mean nine to two yeah like 11 yeah guys. i think they were winners wow. as a six in a row coming into yeah. uh today's game so, so to see good. him come in with you know to, to just you know stop a hot team like that just to put you know throw water on that fire it was pretty uh, to me this was just one of those big signs that it's good they didn't trade him Right. <laughs> you know, that's the key to. The, I think we're going to look back on this, and you you hit it too. Like when we look back at the trade deadline, the two biggest things that Dodgers did did do was trade DeLeon and Urias. Even though we're still waiting for DeLeon yeah. to come up, that we're going to look back on that. Like, yeah, we got Reddick. He's struggling a little bit. We got a couple guys, but not giving up Urias and having the fourth out to see the foresight to, to do that. Sure, they're going to pay dividends, especially come playoff time. Yeah. And speaking of trade, Rich Hill officially 
Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll exactly. see. Exactly. You know? And uh, and ETH is running at 75%. You know? I mean, it's like the, 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 the Dodgers make this big trade, and, you know, market three farm arms and, you know, bring in two guys that, you know, haven't even played farm yet. Yeah, yeah. You know? Granted, Reddick's been in the field. He just hasn't played. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – That he, brings us to an interesting – yeah, what, topic. what's going to happen with Puig? I mean, Reddick is struggling. Right. So oh. if we come <clears throat> September 1st, because I had sent, like, I was thinking that when Puig went down, this is like a, they don't like him in that clubhouse. Yeah. It's, you know, and you see they played a little bit better when he left, too. And it's like. I would say those two directly correlate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And because of that, I was like, I don't think he's coming up. But now it's like if September 1st comes and you get 15 free roster spots open up and he's hitting like 450 or whatever he's hitting in Oklahoma City right now. And dude. Reddick is hitting 150. I think he's hitting like 170 right now as a Dodger. Yeah. I mean, how can you not make that move? <laughs> you got to remember the Dodgers turned it down to learn how to be a major leaguer. And how long is it, how long has it been? Three weeks, two, three, three, four weeks. I don't think it's been four weeks yet. Yeah. And I just, I just, as much as he's raking, we all know there's a huge difference between AAA pitching and major league pitching. And yes, he is absolutely crushing the ball right now. But at the same time, there's still we've talked about before. There's still that maturity level, and I'm just not convinced yet that he's that he's there at that point where we want him. If we absolutely need him and guys are breaking down and they're not hitting, bring him up. Bring him on up. All right. But at the same time, you know, we got to kind of stick to our guns a little bit and just like give him a little more seasoning down there. Hopefully, Pers- personal hopefully, opinion. <laughs> hopefully his next dozen Instagram posts will win you over. <laughs> you know, we'll see. I know I'm being a little <laughs> tough on this one, but... No, I, I think they're going to be tough on him too because I think they don't want him up. <laughs> and it's, I mean, and... But uh, you've heard some trade rumors. There's, there's some teams there's, interested. There's How ru- couldn't they? Be? There's rumors out there that there is. He has not cleared waivers yet. So that means somebody put in a claim, uh, right? Or so it's. I believe that's what it is. It does huh. mean? And they and if you're a team, I know you have to give up a first round pick. Is that right? I forget how waivers work there. Mm. Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's you true. have to give up some kind of pick. I believe. Really? Okay. Uh, and you have to work out a deal. I think that's because you, you have to work, to work out, out a deal. deal. So it, it'll be interesting to see if, I mean, if you're a, you know, Toronto, if you're a Cleveland, because I don't think Brantley's Brantley coming back for Cleveland, Michael Brantley. Mm, doesn't look like Yeah, it. so if you're Cleveland, you need some, you need something else out in that outfield. Is it tempting to put a claim on Puy? I mean, his salary's very reasonable. Uh, I would be <laughs> apprehensive if I was Cleveland to take a shot on a guy that might be a bomb in your locker room chemistry when the, the one thing you've got going for you more over than anything else is locker room chemistry. But, and that's what Cleveland has. But Francona, I mean, you got Francona over there who might be able to keep him in line. Who knows? He might be the ball player whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's didn't t- we spend the first 20 minutes of the show saying Chase Utley was <laughs> Bring him up. Have Chase have a little buddy. He's okay. been with him all season and nothing works. Well, I always <laughs> said Pui was better when Uribe was around. Right. Oh, yeah. That when, really, who didn't love Uribe? Yeah, when Uribe, when Uribe was around, you didn't hear a lot of the antics when he was around. And I think that a lot... He was the antic. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because Uribe was. But Uribe was a lovable locker room yeah, guy. Love, yeah, lovable you know, bear. So everyone likes him. And I think Uribe did kind of take him under his wing a little bit when he was on the team. So I always thought that that was... 
you know, ultimately that I de- I didn't I never I, understood that trade in the first place. It was just I know that it was just to kind of shed Uribe, but it was one of those things where I was kind of like, you know, just to invest you have an investment in Puig, maybe it's worth it to keep Uribe here. That's a really expensive investment, though, especially when he wasn't hitting. Like he was really. Oh no, he struggling. was really. Yeah, he was. He's available. <laughs> He's available. He is. He got He's, waved a few weeks ago. Right? He, did the, the, the Braves release him? Who was who was he with? This it week? wasn't oh, even the Braves. I think it was Cleveland. I think it was uh, Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I last time on the Braves. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So now they're definitely not getting tweaked. They don't have his caddy there. But that, that was a good point though, because when when Uribe and, and Hanley when Uribe and Hanley were here, they were kind of instrumental in kind of like trying to help Puig get acclimated. And when they left, he had nobody left, like really kind of show him yeah, the way, which they probably thought like he didn't need it anymore, or like, but you know. Kind but of, you know, those are two guys who came up with similar backgrounds, exactly. so you know, Puig can relate to them exactly a little bit more. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think it, you know. I, I think even the Dodgers would admit. I think they mishandled Puig most of a little. They bit. gave him too much leeway, and I think we can say that now. Like they let him run a little too free. Well, At least he thought so. Because you know. yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a it's a fine line. It yeah. is a fine line. It's kind of a double edged sword because you, you kind of want him being a wild, a wild horse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as he was often called when he first came up. Um, Wow. <laughs> oh, good news on the Dodger front. The man, number 22, threw 22 pitches in a bullpen session yesterday. He's supposed to do another bullpen session <laughs> maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. He says he feels 100%, but I think he always feels 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, Curse, we need you, buddy. I think he was saying that right before his ping pong tournament because he wanted to try again. <laughs> but a skip wouldn't let him play. <laughs> you know the the aforementioned uh, who's the hitting coach? Turner Ward. Yeah, did he win it? The, the, the win pink, the ping pong tournament. You know, I, he's I, doing pretty well. I know. I read. I forgot who uh, won it. Though. You know, Kershaw's using that for bulletin board material for next year for his tournament. He's like, I didn't get to play this year, but next year it's mine. It's my tournament. It's my charity. I'm winning. Well, you know, actually, in all honesty, if the guy has a back problem, ping pong not the best thing. To no, play. of course, <laughs> of course, you should keep him out. Of course, of course, you don't want him lunging for the ball. <laughs> Can you I imagine mean, the worst news? Clayton Kershaw hurt off ping pong injury. <laughs> I mean, I swear, I remember a Nomar Garcia Parra story. Where he got hurt, like carrying his kid up yes. the stairs. Oh. <laughs> I do remember that. Wow. Well, do you think that was an excuse of what, or something else really happened? Oh yeah, I know. I, I know his injuries were consistent with people who uh, juiced. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't have kids when you're still in your playing days. You know, <laughs> follow the Gita uh, blueprint. You know, yeah, do it all after exactly, and then marry a supermodel. That's it. Man. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to be an age where you might be able to die when your kids start hating you. When they're really <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> here on Dodger After 60, <laughs> we're just <laughs> dropping knowledge. Sometimes we get astray. <laughs> uh, so, that's fantastic news to hear about Kershaw. And, uh, you know, even if he, you know, I want them to be smart with him because yeah. obviously they have the luxury to do that because the Dodgers have been playing very good baseball due to the bats. You know, have been following the bats here for the past uh, two months, you know, seven weeks since he's been out. But, you know, he's eligible to come back August 27th. I wouldn't mind him, them maybe throwing him on another 15-dayer, you know, and just making sure he's right when he comes back. And what I am kind of excited about is if his kind of lack of success – in the postseason the past few years was due to the fact maybe he was running down a little bit. I'm kind of excited with the fact he's had this mid-season, two-month kind of rest period. <laughs> so 
take advantage of that by not rushing him back. Make sure he is Clayton Kershaw when he comes back, and it's like you have a well-rested Kershaw now to go into the playoffs and potentially going in as a division winner where you stand right today. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you, can't, you just can't be happier as a Dodger fan than you are today. I mean, it, it's if you thought you were in this spot, uh, spot on June 27th or whenever <laughs> Kershaw went out, you, oh, no. you'd be like you'd be excited. Oh hell yeah! You'd yeah. be I'd be running on the ground, you know, running on the ground in circles right now if I could <laughs> feel free. <laughs> if you would have told me that they'd be half a game in first place with Kershaw being out for almost a month, I almost mean, I'd be two like, months. I've been with the Dodgers. <laughs> you know, we're talking almost, about the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. He's like, like, what are you nuts? <laughs> Have you not seen this team play? <laughs> That, that maybe this is the, going hand in hand with that metamorphosis of them turning into the Giants. Maybe. Well, it's don't take offense to that, <laughs> no. Dodger fans. I know you mean saying. that in a good place, but it hurts, it hurts to hear that. No, but, no, but e- even as as much as I hate the Giants, because I do, you, um, too, you have to re- you have to respect the the level of play that they've managed to you know sustain sustain for for three rings in what five years? Five, yeah, time? for the last for the last five years, they've just been <clears throat> so good at it. And you there's know. also an organizational structure there where it's very much a next man up attitude. Yeah, you know, and they just, but now all of a sudden the next man's not stepping up. Right. Which is Quito? interesting. Would that be Cueto? Cueto? Cueto's been okay. Yeah. Uh, Samarja's been Samarja. Mm. Matt Moore started strong. In his last two outings, he's been hammered up there. So yeah. that's that's what I said. It's nice. it's, it'll be interesting to see, especially because... Um, you know, I've been anxiously waiting for Rich Hill to pitch for the Dodgers already. As we all have. You know, <laughs> so if he does really go Wednesday, he threw a simulated game uh, yesterday. I think 73 pitches. Huh. So it'd be nice to see him actually pitch Wednesday. Because if he, if he pitches like he did before he went on the DL, you know, where he was legitimately a Cy Young candidate in the American League. It's true. You know, it's you get Kershaw back at full strength with Hill pitching like that. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're one-two punch. You know, combined with Maeda, who's still pitching solid, you know, that's a pretty nice one, two, three. It is. Because right now we need to not let Brett Anderson pitch. Yeah, we have a, we have a Brett Anderson problem. and <laughs> We don't have a Brett Anderson problem. We have a blister problem. What is going on? It's like that's what shelled Hill for all these weeks. And then Anderson goes out yesterday with a blister issue. It's like. Didn't Norris have one, too, as well? When he, did Norris have one when he first came oh, in? That could be true, too. I don't know about that. Norris looked really bad, too. It's, yeah, he did. He's getting lit up. But yeah. I mean, it's like, it's time to think, I think maybe start keeping Jaws a brine, you know, right? beside the sunflower <laughs> seeds in the dugout so these guys can soak their hands and maybe toughen those up into calluses. You yeah. know? It might be it might be time to start thinking about moving Anderson to the bullpen. I'm just throwing this out here now because he is just struggling. He's had two bad starts. As he's, I know he's been out all year, but back yeah. in rotation and just it could either be a lack of reps, which I which I could completely understand, just not being not playing. But at the same time, like that fourth and fifth uh, rotation spots are up for open and he's not showing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see him go down a you know triple A and I and out stuff. No, you just want keep him as a starter length out, rather than you know shorten him down as a you know. I mean, this guy's been a career starter. If you think like, you know, I I think I kind of like the guys we got in the bullpen now. It's just you know we've been so sporadic in our starting staff that those guys are overworked. Yeah, they, we got Libertor back yeah. uh, this week. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and <clears throat> it was nice to see him and he. You know, I like that they didn't overwork him as he's coming, you know, kind of getting slowly back in because you'd like him to have that form. 
that he had before he went out. Absolutely. You know, where he was a legit number eight setup man. So, you know. Yeah, he <coughs> turned into that, you know. I think when they first got him, they were thinking of him more of being a lefty specialist. Yeah. And he just pitched his way into that role of kind of being an eighth inning guy. So it would be great if he pitches effective enough to get back into that situation. And then maybe, you know, you can uh, – can slide a guy like Blanton into that seventh spot, and uh, you know, it wouldn't. It's not quite uh, you know the Royals of the last few <laughs> years, but it's still still reasonably affordable, uh, formidable. Um, so the bullpen has been overworked. One guy that hasn't been overworked has actually been Kenley, who appeared in today's <laughs> game, pitched the ninth, struck out the side, I believe, yeah. uh, and he hadn't pitched in like eight days. Yeah. So which some good rest for him. I, I, I'm always, I don't think a closer should rest that long. It's no, I true. Yeah. And I was thinking that too, but it's like, he looked pretty sharp today. He did. It was nice to see him out there. It's just, I, I always feel like, even if, you just, even if you're getting blown out, throw, throw him out there for an inning. You can't put him in seventh, eighth inning, let him get some reps. Yeah, just let him get a rep or two in there. But it's yeah, he, he was sharp today. I think he gave up one hit, but he didn't. He struck out. He did strike out the side. He sees that payday around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know he's going he's, he, he's gonna to get paid. Is he going to be a Dodger? Next that's, year. that's the question. I mean, I, I you gotta. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the floor is four years seventy two. I think that's the floor for yeah. what he wants. For, that's just who's his agent? Do we know Boris or? Oh boy, because he represents he represents a lot of Dodgers. Yeah, come you on. know whatever it is, he's gonna hit the ceiling. With come on, Ken Lee. It was a home down discount. You came up with the team. We converged you. Were you. Yeah. yeah, we converged you. We made you who you are. <laughs> I mean, you helped a little bit, but yeah, the best closer in the club's history. It's like, what do you say to four at sixty? Come on now, sixty million by by a lot of houses. You know? <laughs> For real. Um, so yeah, I hear what you were just saying. You wouldn't like him, uh, you know, resting for that long. But and you know, Kenley's a guy that I says I want to pitch today, Skip. Yeah, regardless, <laughs> you know. So it's surprising that he was off for that long. Um, yeah. So Urias, <laughs> they're really making he's really making it difficult on the team to shut him down. Yes, because because he's getting better. He's <laughs> getting better every time out. And that coupled with the fact that starters are dropping like flies all around him, it's like you have to pitch him. Yeah. yeah, you know. But it's like when you get in a situation where it's like okay, we just we just have to shut him down no matter what because it's like it, it's such a fine line because. Did you hear Toronto today put down Aaron Sanchez? Yeah, I, yeah. I saw, yeah. And he's been like their best starter all year. Yeah, it, I, he's has a two something ERA, doesn't he, for Toronto? Yeah, and he's it, like he's and they're in a pennant race. He's like top three in ERA in yeah. the AL. They're in the pennant race. Yeah. They, they're a half game up in the Red Sox right now. They are right in there, and so they sent him down. So this thing with the guns. So it's like, how do you do it? Do you let your pitcher and it, when your pitcher's pitching well, and if he says, "Hey, I'm not doing the innings limit," much like Javi. Last year, okay, that's great. You got the World Series. You lost, and now Javi's out. Yeah, you always you know? take the long term, the long view. I think on this. Well, you could. You, I think you always kind of have to, especially with a, well, with, a, with a arm this young. You have to, and you you want to keep monitoring because the worst news that could happen is next day you hear Urias blow out his arm, and then you're just like, well, why didn't they put him down? Why didn't they shut him down? Right. So you got you got to again stick with your gun, stick with the game plan, and you know I, I realize that like, the Dodgers are thin on pitches right now. I mean. Yeah. But if he if he's performing like he is and he's limiting his pitches, we'll keep him up. It's so hard though if you're it's such a hard if you're in that so World effective. Series race. It's just so hard. But I mean, I agree. You, I think you have to play the long game. Yeah, you know, it's hard to play that that short game, especially when you haven't been to a World Series since 1988. Right. You know, you haven't even been there. 
Oh, it's tough. Yeah, it is, he's yeah. so effective but, right now. But look, I mean, you know, the sort of blew out Fernando. Yeah. And Fernando got blown out, you know, really early in his career. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it happen. So yeah. it, it is, you do want to play the long game because you'd like him to be on the team for the next 10 years. Right. And be, you know, Kershaw, two point, you know, 2.0 if he can be. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you bring up uh, Fernando uh, because today with his six innings and no walks, six scoreless innings and no walks, he became the third 20-year-old or younger <laughs> In Dodgers history to go six-plus innings with no walks and no runs. Fernando in 81, obviously, and then Don Drysdale, Drysdale. in 1957. <coughs> so, oh, man. So do you think Puig is going to be in a Dodgers uniform again? Not an Oklahoma City Dodgers, but a Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. Or is he done? I think we'll see him with the September call-ups. Really? At some point, I do. I don't unless unless he got unless well, well, I didn't know realize about the waivers. Unless a team has a claim on him for waivers, which I wasn't aware about. I, I don't know then, if a team. I don't know if a team's claimed him yet. I just uh, well, we're going to need him. If a team claims point. him, I mean, you'll have bone up on irrevocable uh, yeah, waivers I, I, I for next, that, next yeah. week. But <laughs> um, it's like if a team claims him, then there's like a finite period. I think it's two days where you have. An opportunity to work out that deal or you with can that pull team, yeah. or you can pull them. Yeah. But once you pull them back, then you can't trade them. Yeah. So it's. I don't know if we'll see him this year in a Dodger uniform again. Yeah. I think it all depends on how we end in August and how that how that's happening. Because as as we know, every week there's a new injury. <laughs> right. So so, yeah. so, so so let me just <laughs> let me just put it out there. Like I said about twenty minutes ago, Reddick still not effective, hitting a buck fifty. With zero home runs as a Dodger. Zero RBIs, too, right? Does he have any RBIs? Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> in come September 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still, you know, we'll give him a couple RBIs. Still no homers. <laughs> uh, hitting a buck 50, not even his weight. <laughs> and Puig still raking. Their season coming into an end. Is he part of the call up? Unless it's truly a chemistry issue. I mean, if he's not, if he's not called up, then it's definitely a chemistry yeah, issue. <laughs> and it's just like. Why didn't? You, why don't you just let him go for a nickel on the dollar before the deadline? You know, which Freeman Free, is kind of Freeman can't. He just can't do he that. Can't. That's just that's he just can't. not his style. Yeah, maybe it, it, he'll have a whole off season to move him. But yeah, I, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to th- see him on, uh, on the Dodgers this year or really ever again. These next few weeks are going to be very telling uh, as, far, <laughs> as far as what happens and what they're going to do. But I I'm holding on hope that we'll see him again in a Dodger uniform. I think I think it's going to happen because I think. Because I think we're going we're gonna to need him come playoff time if that happens. We the, the St. Louis Cardinals seem to be the Dodger kryptonite every year, and we're going to need to get past that team. And it looks like they're going they're looking like they're in the wild card right now. They're in the wild card race, but you know they're not. If it was to end today, they would be on the outside looking in. I believe. Yeah, and the it's, Pirates are playing better now. There's some teams the, playing better. The Cardinals have, I, they have an interesting season this year. Very actually. yeah, because yeah, they normally are the Dodgers down, kryptonite, up. and the Dodgers actually beat them. I think four out of six times this year. Yeah. Or five out of four out of six, I think five out of six. You know, and that's not like them, right? And it's it was, uh, you know, that's why I get nervous and I always knock on wood because it's like it's like things are lining up. <laughs> this, this power shift, yeah. There's a power shift you know, in the I NL. Can feel it. You can feel it. It's, yeah. like, it's like oh, the Cardinals might not even make the playoffs. The Giants are faltering down the stretch. I'm loving this. <laughs> Kershaw might come back. It's like, oh, it look, things look so like they're lighting up. <laughs> the Dodgers are looking like contenders all of a sudden. <laughs> We've talked about this, like, hoping if, like, if the right chess moves, pieces move in the right direction, like, we could, we could be serious, like, World Series. 
Series contenders. And now we feel this power shift coming, and it's, like, exciting. But as Dodger fans, we know, like, uh, we're waiting for the ball to drop. We're just <laughs> waiting for the ball to drop. <laughs> well, just looking at this past week for, for a quick second, I mean, they were able to take two out of three from Philadelphia, and then they kind of floundered a little bit yeah. in Cincinnati. Getting the win today still allows them to possibly get the split with a win tomorrow mm-hmm. in Cincinnati and have a winning road trip, so that would be nice. Which is still bizarre, this wraparound Monday game. I still don't Very get that. Very odd. Yeah. I do not understand that one bit. Especially, who schedules these teams? Though? I mean, is, tom- is tomorrow like a local holiday? And since is it like Skyline Chili Day? Or, uh, you know, I don't know what, what else is going on in Cincinnati. Not much. Just kidding. We love Cincinnati. Wow. Just kidding, guys. Wow, <laughs> doing dirty to the nasty. Uh, I've been to the natty, oh so boy. I know. Oh boy, oh boy. me too. Uh, <laughs> um, but. It's just it stinks because you have this game Monday in Cincy, and then Tuesday you start with the Giants here, you know, in oh, at the Ravine. Can't yes. wait. And you don't like that though. I don't like that coming from Cincy, turn around and play the Giants. You know, yeah. it's it's uh, at it, least it's an early game getaway day. Yeah, this is such a pivotal series. You know, this is really going to determine like how I think how the race ends up. So yeah. Oh well, obviously, yeah. Uh, and like such. Uh, just just before we get into next week in a second, I really felt like the Dodgers kind of exhaled a little bit midweek when they made that first yeah. jump into first place. And they're like, first place, guys, we made it. <laughs> the, the, the goal we set out for to be in first place on August 17th, we accomplished it. You know, because it seems like they took the foot off the gas pedal on that and like dropped that last Philly game and then the two in Cincinnati. It seemed like, I don't know, maybe they pottied a little bit. (laughs) It seemed like they were looking past the Reds. It it did. Ahead to Giants Cubs, which is coming up this week. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, they are so. Because Cincinnati's in last place. They're not going anywhere. They had a fire sale. You know, they did. I think they totally were just like, I'll forget this team. You know, we got we got the Giants and then the Cubs. Right. You know, we got two big teams coming in. You know, it's, you know, we got to focus on that. And I think, I really do think they just completely look past Cincinnati. Well, the, pit, oh, the pitching was a big letdown for that series, those first couple games. I know we took one early, but it's, oh. uh, yeah, guys, guys definitely were not hitting. So <laughs> hopefully we'll uh, come around now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing that with the question marks they've had in their starting staff, that they're in this position, not having Kershaw for seven weeks. This rotation. This, I'm going to give you a little analogy here. Oh boy! So, oh boy! Imagine there's a set of twigs in my right hand and a piece of gum in my left. Wow! This is how the rotation has been, been pieced together because of the injuries, and it's worked because our offense has been, been, been pulling through. So dealing with the injuries and dealing with with all this, they've really kind of they've been very impressive. Very it, impressive it has team, been. So. The, the way the team's hitting is. I, I mean, I can't remember a team hitting this well for the touches, and I've been going to games for 20-plus years. It's true. They're hitting better than we went on that 49-1. Yeah. They're hitting much better. They're, everyone's hitting. They're leading the NL in slugging uh, since the after the, the All-Star break. Yeah, where are they in home runs? That's where I want to know. They've got to be up there as far over, as... Overall, I think they're sixth. Sixth okay. in home They're leading in the first half like for quite that. a while. Yeah. I thought it was around there somewhere, but... Um, it's they have been it's it's just been it's actually been amazing because you know I'm not used to seeing this Dodger you know hitting the I mean uh, what was it a couple of years ago they did lead the they led the league in home runs but if they didn't hit a home run they didn't score right and this year you have been seeing them hit a little more you know guys are you know today guys got in scoring position they got a couple hits you know I mean. We can talk about Corey Seager oh my God. <clears throat> all day long. I mean, he's just been so consistent. Yeah, hitting three sixteen. So 
just twelve another, the 12 another gamer. Another twelve he had a with that twenty something gamer earlier, now he's got a twelve game hitting streak. Yeah. We gotta get him on the show. And, uh, <laughs> Corey, come on over. A Gons got some his, questions for you. Agon's <laughs> in his, his fourteen uh, game hitting he's hitting like over four hundred during that streak too, Agon's is. And in his past like forty eight or forty nine games he's hitting like three fifty two. He's back. Yeah, actually I have in his past forty one since July first, past forty one games, hitting three forty. 404 on base percentage, 536 slugging percentage. He's back. (laughs) Yeah, and he's had the power surge. He had the game with two bombs this week. So it's like if he's going to end up in like low 20s for home runs, that's fine. For a guy that knocks in 100, hits close to 300, and plays gold glove first base, it's like like, why was anybody even on him? You know, it's like you knew it was just going to play out and the averages would play. And, you know, it's like – Ugh, it's pretty crazy. I just know he's dealing with that neck injury, and I got I got to think though that it's just gotten better and healed his back, and he's just healing up because yeah. that first you know, that first half was kind of kind of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I just want to point out: I try not to get too excited about twelve game hit streaks as Sega has, but if this blossoms into something later on, he keeps hitting and stuff. You got to look back to Saturday night's game where he didn't get the start, and for some ungodly reason, came in in pitch hitting situation in a blowout and got a single yeah. and extended his his hit streak and won. <laughs> bat so it's like big props on that guys before we get out of here we have to look up to this pivotal series uh involving the san francisco giants tuesday wednesday thursday you guys will be in the house tuesday so bring us back a win on that one uh pretty good pitching uh matchup in that one kenta maeda and Madison Baumgartner in that one. Oh, that's a great matchup. Yeah. Well, the ESPN game on Wednesday, we'll see our boy Rich Hill out of Milton, Massachusetts, <laughs> go up against Johnny Cueto. And then uh, Brett Anderson will get his turn <laughs> trying to get his first Dodger win of the year, going against Matt Moore in that one, a lefty. So uh, I bet Sagan will be in the lineup that if, day. If Anderson, if Anderson gets blown out, we're going to revisit this uh, Anderson, Anderson in the bullpen conversation, you and I. We will. <laughs> I mean, it just this. seems to me your knee-jerk reaction to once a start of fault is just bullpen, bullpen. And that works for like guys that are kind of figuring out that might be on an innings limit. But for a veteran who – He's only pitched three times this year. Let's put it clear. You, you, don't, you don't care if you burn him out, really. So it's oh. like it's like you keep that guy lengthened out. Like beginning of the year when you had three – Reclamation projects, McCarthy, Ryu, and uh, Anderson. And Anderson. It's like you would hope maybe we could piece together one successful pitcher out of those three. Yeah. So McCarthy gave us three or four good starts. Hopefully Anderson can give us a few more. Ryu's done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we didn't even get that one pitcher really, unless Anderson can turn it around. One thing in his post game that I thought was awesome, he mentioned one of my. Uh, Favorite characters of American film, uh, Nuke Lelouch, and he used it. He used it as a verb. He goes, "Yeah, well, in the second <laughs> inning, when I Nuke Lelouch that slide of the backstop, I was like, this guy's becoming my favorite." Really suddenly, who are you yeah, calling me? Pre- pretty crazy. Well, I, I used to joke that AJ Ellis is like the Crash Davis who made it to the pros, right? You know, it's kind of this. He was always a savvy catcher, even in the minors. He, he was it eight years in the minors. Yeah, or something? Eight, yeah, something like eight that. nine years in the minors was always savvy, just couldn't couldn't hit. Nice, you know. And I was like, oh, he's. Uh, I think somebody wrote an article about it. He was the he was the Crash Davis dream was AJ Ellis. <laughs> so now we got a Crash Davis and a Nukalush. I love it. I love it. So it doesn't get any easier after the Giants because then the Cubs come in for three. So this is really kind of a. a kind of a benchmark homestand for the Dodgers to kind of see where they stand amidst the elite in the NL. Uh, It seems like they're getting the Giants at the right time, so you'd like to see them 
take at least two out of three from the Giants, and it'd be great if they could do for the same for the Cubs. Is it possible this week to come back with a four and two record? Well, hopefully we get that win in Cincinnati and get the split. So maybe yeah. a five and two week would be nice. Absolutely, it's possible. These guys, these guys are ready. They're hitting. Pitching will come together, and they've shown that they've win on the road. Now that we're coming back home, like it's absolutely possible. Right they're, they're amped for this. I can cool. tell you they're amped. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think they look past Cincinnati. They want the Giants. They want them. They want the Giants here right now. So they're getting them. So now let's see what happens. <laughs> Tuesday can't come fast enough. Gotta any, love it. <laughs> any last words, guys, before we get out of here? No, that's it. You can you can uh, come find me the Dodger games. I'm in <laughs> Loge 122. Boom. Go sell, say hi. And if you forget about that, hit them up at Gersh 13. <laughs> you know? Uh, Hunter, anything? Let's just, let's just see the bats flying and guys guys really just aim for this series as I think they are. So I love it. Dodgers. Let's get on the same page. Let's get the starting pitching going mm-hmm. at the same time as the bullpen and the bats and, you know, put some separation out there. Yeah. I love it. Okay, well, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in for another edition of Dodgers Wrap 360 for Hunter Marks and Joshua Gershon. I'm Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Thanks, guys. Go Dodgers. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.